Hey there, welcome to episode two of season one of the Bandits Keep podcast. I'm Daniel, and as I mentioned last time, I'm going to focus this season, as we'll call it, uh, on kind of myself going through and getting back into the idea of working with original Dungeons and Dragons. That is the 1974 edition with the three books, not all the supplements, kind of the absolute base level Dungeons and Dragons. And I mentioned in the last uh, episode, I said again, uh, because what first got me turned on to original Dungeons and Dragons was that I was playing, this has got to be now like probably five years ago, I just got back into playing and I was playing 5th edition, I was playing uh, actually in Andy Goodman's uh, D&D campaign, and I was running a D&D campaign myself, and you know, um, I started to have the desire to play online a little bit, you know, I wanted to play more, you know, this wasn't enough you know, time to not play, you know, to go around and play in different places, so um, I started going on different forums and stuff, and that's when I discovered, you know, what is now, of course, probably pretty commonly known, which is the OSR, Old School Renaissance, or Old School Revival. It didn't start then, of course, it had been going on for like 10 years, but, or whatever, I don't know when it started. But, um, I feel like it's really, really common now for people to know what you mean when you say that. I used to say it when I first started talking about it, and people would be like, huh? But, in any case, um... I had picked up, I think, Lamentations of the Flame Princess. That was my first OSR like book that I bought, and uh, retro clone, as they say. Um, and I was already looking online to like rebuy my first edition books that I had when I was a kid, and ultimately the BX box set that I play with all the time now. The box sets, there's two of them, I guess. And um, but I had just started to tap into new things, and I saw this game that somebody was posting looking for players, and they it was this their their concept was like. Um, this like sword and planet uh, thing and it sounded really cool and I started reading the description and it said it's using original Dungeons and Dragons and one of the reasons why the game master listed that was he specifically said well what's great about this is that just outfit your your warrior however you want you want to give them a laser sword that's fine it does a d6 damage you want to give them a scimitar a regular you know bronze scimitar does a d6 you want to give them a laser pistol you want to give them a crossbow you want to give them whatever a whip Everything does the same damage. It's just super easy. Everything's basically flavor. Everybody gets a D6 hit points. You know, everybody gets whatever. And it made me really think, wow, this is super interesting. You know, uh, the simplicity. Because, of course, we all love the, oh, well, I have a two-handed sword, so I do more damage. Or I'm using my long sword with two hands or whatever. And that's cool, you know, and, and it's definitely a part of the game that people clearly love or else it wouldn't be in there. But I just thought, man, the simplicity of everything just being a D6. You know, giving you the ability to just do whatever you wanted without really having to think about adding extra mechanics for all kinds of things. Unfortunately, I didn't get to play in that game because it kind of was, the schedule wasn't very good. So, uh, but but in the meantime, I had like picked up. Um, I think at the point I bought the PDFs for the OD and D. I might have bought them later, but um, I started looking around, you know, and started reading more blogs about OD and D, and it just got it, it fascinated me just the idea of it. Of course, a lot of what I saw was just people saying how. A lot of it didn't make sense, and that people had house rule all the time, and that this and that. And, you know, a lot of it was criticism of it. Of it. Um, so I, even when I got the PDFs, I didn't immediately read them. I just kind of got them as like, oh, cool. Um, man, I regret that I didn't do that back then. <laughs> because eventually, um, I picked up Chainmail as well. As soon as it was available, like on drive-thru, I picked it up. And I started reading Chainmail because I knew that was where kind of OD&D came from. And it was confusing. Like, Chainmail, I will say, is... Uh, I just reread it again. I've been reading it. Um, 
Yeah, if you're not into war, I, I suppose if you do war gaming, it's not confusing at all. But if you don't know like what war gaming is and you're just reading it, especially with D and D on your mind, you it, a lot of it is kind of like oh these things or this is not really in like a, a very organized fashion. You know, there's lots of things, but I kind of push myself through it because um, I I had gotten I don't know if I said this the last time, so I'll say it now. My friend Tony had sent me this PDF um, of using OD and D for a Conan the Barbarian uh, type world. And he knows I love Conan. And I was like, oh man, that's really cool. Um, and I started reading that PDF and they talked about using the chainmail combat system. And it really got me thinking like, you know, the OD&D comes with, um, in fact, let me, I probably, should, <laughs> I probably should have things ready to read to you guys. Uh, I'll read this to you. Fighting capability. This is a key to use in conjunction with the chainmail fantasy rules, as modified in various places herein. An alternative system will be given later for those who prefer a different method. And that's on page 18 of my book. This is like the reprint. Uh, on page 19, they immediately give you the alternative combat system. And man, anybody who knows anything about D&D won't be surprised. The alternative combat system is basically the D20 system. Roll a D20. There's a number that you have to hit to hit an armor class. And if you do so, you do a D6 damage. A hit equals D6 damage. That's basically the alternative combat system. And even though they call it the alternative combat system, that is the system that became D&D. And I wonder if it's because it's a better system or if it's because it came with the thing, right? If you bought Monopoly and it was like, okay, you can play Monopoly like this or buy this other game to know how to do these other things. I think a lot of people would just play it the way it was, you know, unless they hated it. So I, I always think whenever I, I read that, man, I wonder what would happen if they had included that chainmail combat system in D&D. Would people have, you know, chosen one over the other? I'm curious how that would have played out. And I guess we'll never know. So in this episode, we're going to talk about, or at least start talking about, the mass combat system or the most basic system in chainmail. Um, one of the uh, questions, of course, and I think I mentioned this in the other podcast that people always have is, okay, it says use chainmail combat system, but there's three different systems. Which one do you use? Um, I think most people assumed that it was the man-to-man -man system, but uh, a supplement that I got that was about using uh, OD&D combat, uh, you know, uh, talks about using all three of them. And I actually really like that idea. And I also like the idea, like as I'm going through this, I'm changing them slightly. The, the, the base idea in all of the things I've read so far is that essentially you replace the word kill with hit and hits do a d6 damage. That's basically how OD&D works. It's what OD&D actually says. But I feel like if I'm going to use three different systems for combat for different effect, I, I think I'm going to go beyond the definition or the idea of hit points. Because I think when you're reading stories, right, and watching movies and comics or whatever it is, there's always those like stages, right? Like when our heroes get to the, the, their destination and they have to do that final thing, they seem to always find within, within them that last bit of courage or energy or whatever to, to fight, you know? If the hero arrives at the, uh, the last scene there and they're like full strength and haven't got hurt at all, that's kind of boring, right? Um, or if they haven't had some strife, right? Uh, so I get where hit points come in, but they can become a little bit weird. And like I say, there's like, I have like this love-hate relationship. Like I like 
combat. I love that, but I, but the idea of like, and I love things being deadly, and I love the chance that you can you can be killed easily in in all of these games, and that's one of my problems with like let's say fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons where with the hit point bloat, bloat as I would call it, you know you it's it's harder to get struck down in one hit, right? Um, which I guess is a good thing. Um, but also a bad thing in my mind, you know, because it means you also don't really usually do it to the enemies. So what ends up happening is you create this thing where fights become this like drags, like, you know, going through it. It's like, oh, like, for instance, this was not in fifth edition. Actually, this was in BX, but I was playing a game recently and um, the fighter in the group actually was in plate mail or whatever. He was had really good armor class and we we're playing with an alternative combat system where the uh, a 20 does not automatically hit. And basically, they were fighting a bunch of uh, like minion type people. There was like ten of them, and they could not hurt this fighter. Like he literally was not, unable to be hurt by them. And the DM like let it go on for like six or seven rounds with them just like not being able to hurt him, and then him killing one, and then not being able to hurt him, and then killing one. And I feel like that type of stuff like is better to just handle narratively. But I think this system will help with that. It will allow you to have to go through minions. Because it's kind of designed for that. It's designed for mass combat, designed for people to be dropped. At the same time, if you, you know, I had heard an anecdote, and I don't know how true this is, that one of the ways they came up with hit points, I think it was Dave Arneson actually that came up with hit points, was because he was using this system, or the systems that are in Chainmail, and basically he didn't, the players didn't like that they'd like work a character up to three or four levels, and then they would just get killed with a single hit. Like it just, <laughs> you know, it was maybe too swingy, so they made the hit points to give them a little bit of a buffer. So I don't want to eliminate hit points altogether, but in this system, I'm going to do it a little bit differently, and I'm going to kind of explain my thought process. But first, let me kind of go over the system a little bit. So in the general combat system, it's essentially a page of matrixes. Um, you've got your attacking and your defending uh, combatants, and they fall under one of six categories. Uh, light arm, light foot, let me, let me look at it so I say it right, light foot, heavy foot, armored foot, or if they're mounted, uh, or in the case of fantasy, if they're like a centaur or something, uh, light horse, medium horse, heavy horse. So you compare, like there's a chart that says light foot versus, and it lists all the other ones, and then heavy foot versus, and it lists all the other ones. So what you need to do in order to use this system is you have to break down the D&D &D stuff into categories, like what is a light foot for attacking? Um, a, a few of the supplements I've read have pretty decent breakdowns, and I've shifted them around a little bit, but things like dagger, hand axe, maybe a short sword, although short sword's not in OD&D, but if it was, um, whereas like heavy would be like your kind of medium weapons, your, yeah, if you, if you play games that have like small weapons, medium weapons, it'd be like that, right? So medium weapon would be like a sword or a mace or a flail, like morning star, um, you know, most single-handed, you know, a broadsword, uh, or a long sword, you know, long sword in D&D terms, and then your armored, which is the, the, the level up, would be your big stuff. Your, you know, stuff that you'd use against armored people, like the big two-handed swords, or the pole arms, you know, and pikes and stuff like that. As far as the armor goes, you just break it down by armor class. Um, the way I did it was more or less light is anything up to leather. Um, you know, uh, then it's leather with shield to chain and shield, and then plate. Now, I know that in that case, if you have plate and shield, right, for this combat system, then it's no better than just plate. But, you know, it's designed to be simple. And you can just make a decision. If you know you're using the system, then go ahead and bust out your two-handed sword because the shield's not going to make a difference. Um, so, again, that's that's something that, that's the way I'm going to do it anyways. Um, and just to give you a breakdown of how it works, I'll just do a for instance. 
if you look at, let's take a, a fighter, let's say a second level fighter, um, and they're going to battle against an orc. And I'm just going to look on my chart here because it does actually list like some stuff. So orcs actually, they attack as heavy foot and they defend as heavy foot. So for most of the monsters, you can, there a lot of them are in here and otherwise you can just kind of, uh, you know, figure out yourself. So they're going to both attack and defend as heavy foot. And I'll say my fighter is, uh, let's say he's, let, let, let's, uh, let's say he is that guy, right? He's in plate mail with a two-handed sword. So he's armored and armored. So if I look at the orc attacking, heavy foot versus armored, he would get to roll one die per two men and a six kills. Now, what that generally means in a combat situation is there's only one of him. You know, he actually can't hit because he's one die per two men. Uh, alternative to that would be to have him roll two dice and both of them would have to be a six. And then that's the only way he would hit that fighter. Uh, you know, kill the fighter. Now, the fighter, on the other hand, is armored. So armored versus heavy, he gets one die per man and a five and six kills. Now, if you look up a second level fighter, a second level fighter fights as two men. So that means that not only does the orc have to roll two dice <laughs> and both of them to get a six to score that hit on the fighter, um, he gets to roll uh, two dice because he's two men and a five or six on either die will kill the orc. So that's basically how the system works. In a nutshell, it's pretty simple. Um, you could either make it so that if there's not enough of them, you know, in that case, that, he, that they just can't do it at all and maybe make them surrender or run, right? Um, or you could do, okay, well, however many it is, they have to roll that many dice and all of them have to succeed in order to, to do it. So again, that keeps the system really easy. You could use it for small combats, combats like that one-on-one. -on -one. It's not what I'm going to use it for. You know, I really feel like its strength is in the, the bigger combats. Um, and again, and you could use it that each each one does one hit. And that's exactly how you would do it probably if you were just following what it says in no OD&D. One change that I'm going to make though is... I'm going to remove hit points from the, from this, and that might seem weird. But if we look at fantastic, uh, if I look at chainmail under fantastic combat, I'm going to read a couple areas here. This is under the 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 heading. It's on page thirty of my chainmail book for um, which I think is the second. It's the one from the drive through. Um, this is under the the section called heroes, and heroes fight as four men. Right? I'm, I'm not reading that from the book, I'm just telling you that. And if you look in OD&D under a 4th level fighter, they are listed as hero. Okay. When meleeed by regular troops and combat takes place in the non-fantasy combat tables, which I'll talk about the fantasy combat tables in another time, four simultaneous kills must be scored against the hero to eliminate them. Otherwise, there is no effect upon them. Okay. So four simultaneous hits, or that there's no effect upon them. Now, that means I mean it lists it for heroes, and it also lists it for superheroes, which they say are twice as powerful, and it takes eight simultaneous hits to kill a superhero. So you look at your Conan, right? Who's listed? I think they give him as an example of the superhero. Like he would need, like in the if if that I mean he probably wouldn't wear an armor like that, but let's say that a, that an orc needs a six to hit him. Uh, you know, A6, that means it would literally take eight orcs all rolling once and all of them getting sixes to kill Conan, right? Whereas he actually gets eight attacks and, you know, if he was, let's say, using a two-handed sword, he would need a five or a six and any of any five or six he gets would kill an orc. So you might say, okay, well then, let's say you're fighting a, let's say a troll, because that's the next thing I'm going to talk about. Um, you're fighting a troll, 
and um, does it take six there's six hit dice so it takes six simultaneous hits to kill them combat would go on forever that's true and if you look under troll well it says ogres because they list trolls and ogres together in chainmail they're kind of the same um, ogres trolls are killed when they have taken an accumulation of six missile or melee hits in normal combat okay so what that means is that for some things it's an accumulation of hits for other things it's simultaneous hits to equal death so those accumulated hit accumulated hits actually accumulated hits actually equals their hit dice so that tells me because my little wheels working in my brain instead of using hit points for this kind of combat we're just going to use hit dice and every time a, a hit is scored one hit die is removed this makes it so I don't have to roll hit points for all my monsters and it just makes it so that it's just much much simpler right in addition to that right um, I'm gonna go off the the hero as being the heroes and the superheroes are like your special fighters on the side of good basically right they're like your special but if you think about how people talk about player characters all player characters are special so what I am gonna do is I'm gonna say I'm gonna look at the equivalent of quote men as like as they say in OD&D that they are and that is the number of simultaneous hits that it will take to kill a player character. It, it may be some choice NPCs that, that, that you give that power to. Everything else will die either through special attacks or through an accumulated, accumulated amount of hits equal to their hit dice. So for instance, if I take a, uh, let's say a magician, which is a, one, two, <laughs> do they have level numbers? Don't put level numbers next to these guys. One, two, three, four, five, six. It's a seventh level magic user. A seventh level magic user is a magician. They fight as three men. That means it would take three simultaneous hits to hit that magic user um, in combat, you know, in normal combat, uh, or they take no damage, like literally no damage at all. So it's this allows you to have these combats where like you're you actually have a fighting chance when you have that one or two warriors facing off against a huge crowd. I did some kind of play testing of this uh, using orcs as my uh, uh, attacker. And basically had a hero, so a fourth level fighter, and a superhero. And yeah, it was pretty awesome. I, I would say, that, I mean, the hero and superhero did not win every time, not by a... <laughs> with, with 10 orcs against the hero, they only won maybe 50-50 or a little bit less. But still, it think of, if you use the normal OD&D rules, the chance of oh, a single person standing up against 10 orcs, is, it's just not going to happen. And it would take forever like to, to, to play out. So I think this gives you the ability to have these like really heroic combats. Or just really fast combats if you want to use it for low level stuff. But I'm, I think for the low level stuff, I'll use a different system. But you know, um, it's always out there, I guess. So the other thing here is is one more thing I wanted to read. This 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 is from Chainmail, uh, as well. This is about dragons. Dragons. This is on Chainmail, page thirty-five. They melee as if they were four heavy horse, being impervious to missile or melee hits in normal combat. And that says see hero superhero sections. So that tells me there can be some monsters that you just regular people just can't kill, which is what the fantasy combat table is for, which we'll talk about later. Um, there are exceptions, like if you have a magic sword or whatever, blah, blah. Um, but otherwise, these certain beasts can only be slain by exceptional people, by heroes. This helps explain why a town would want your four player characters who show up 
to go into the hills and kill this giant when the town is 300 people and has a, a militia. It's like you would think that 50 men with spears would be would have a better chance of killing this thing than, you know, uh, four, you know, third level characters or whatever. And well, maybe fourth level characters. So, but they don't, you know, they don't because those are special cases. And this is, it creates a bunch of mini, mini games. And I both love and hate this, by the way. So we'll see how this plays out. I'll probably spend all this time doing this whole thing and then play it for three months and then put it away. But I love the idea that each thing's a mini game because when you're playing anyways and you go into combat, even though it uses the same core mechanics as everything else in d and I'm always, I'm going back to 5e because I figure that's the most, that's the most popular game, right? Um, or even in Call of Cthulhu or whatever. It all kind of uses, I guess Call of Cthulhu's combat's a little different, but um, it also uses that same core mechanic and like you're kind of using the same thing. So combat feels the same as everything else, but it's kind of not. And this changes that, right? It actually makes you, okay, we're going to combat. It's going to be this kind of combat. We're going to use this here. There is that break. And I think some people that are more like the actor type of players, as they say, might not like that. Um, to them, I say play Dungeon World because Dungeon World is great for that. Maybe I'll talk about Dungeon World one time. Um, if, if there's any game that immerses combat into the role play really well, I think Dungeon World does it. Um, but I'm not that person. You know, I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not, I don't have a problem when I'm playing to separate the game from the role play. Like, the game is the game, and there's times where that can be discussed. I don't consider that meta. I think it's totally fine to, like, break out of the game, break out of the role play for a second to to handle things that are mechanical and treat that as a different, like, a mini-game within the game. I'm all about that kind of stuff, and uh, if you are too, then maybe this could work for you. Uh, I will eventually kind of make these into PDFs, I guess, and make them available if people ask me for them, but... Uh, Actually, if I'm able to, I guess this probably falls under the open game license. I'm not actually sure about that. I will find out before I do it because I don't get in trouble. But um, I think it'll be great. You know, when I first picked this up, I really thought I would just use this mass combat system and just try it just by itself. And maybe I will. I mean, I'll do some combats. But I think ultimately the idea of using three different systems for three different types of combat and using hit dice for this one. So, by, oh, so by the way, the reason why I like this really is that, again, going back to this, is that let's say our fighter fights their, let's say, whatever edition you're in, norm, normally using D&D. If you're that fighter and you're moving through the castle and you're fighting guards here and you're fighting guards there and you're having this encounter there and you're having that encounter there, almost certainly you are going to be pretty wiped out by the time you get to like a big fight at the end, which everybody loves those big fights at the end. And you don't have that cinematic moment where all of a sudden you're just like, and you can fight, right? You know, unless you have healing potions or whatever, but just in general, it's not like built in the system. With this... You could be fighting, you know, and as long as you don't get killed, which would be very much good, when you get out of that group combat, you haven't lost any hit points. Because hit points aren't necessarily, um, and neither are hit die, really. Hit dice is like your, the way I look at hit dice is hit dice are like your ability to stay alive, um, however you want to look at it. And it can be very easily said, well, yeah, that's why it's your hit points, right? Your ability to stay alive. But it's also like your luck and your experience and, and all those other things, fate, you know, the longer you survive, the longer you will survive kind of thing. And using um, the hit dice themselves, again, keeps the record keeping and the math easier. It, uh, it creates it so you never, you don't touch that pool of hit points. So it's not weird when people are like, oh man, I gotta, you know, spend weeks to heal for my hit points. Because in that one-on-one -on -one combat where we're going to actually use hit points, 
those will be like actual blows. Like, yeah, you get stabbed and you're bleeding and like that's real. That's the grit, right? Where all this other stuff is kind of like you're deflecting blows, you're knocking people back, you're fighting, right? It's all descriptive and narrative. Everybody can just throw their dice on the table and be like, okay, I killed four of the orcs, I killed three of the orcs, I killed seven of the orcs. Okay, well, the orcs hit two of you, you know, and boom, you just do it, right? So that's basically the simplicity of, of doing it in this system. And this is why I'm going over this one first, because I think it's the easiest one. It's the one that's requiring the most legwork for me, actually, because I am translating all the, like, light horse, heavy horse, whatever, into armor um, and such. Now, I will say that the the missile combat for the standard chainmail is very interesting, and I think I'm not going to use it. What, what people have recommended is to use the man-to-man missile combat, even if you use the mass combat for the rest of it, but I don't like that. <laughs> I think I'm going to use the man-to-man you know, missile when I'm doing man-to-man. So what I'm going to do here is I actually went through my tables and I'm creating... Um, uh, you know, where it says light horse, medium horse, heavy horse, that kind of stuff. I'm creating categories that are arrow versus crossbow versus, well, actually, I think I have uh, short bow. Uh, uh, I think it is short bow, long bow, uh, light crossbow, heavy crossbow versus. And I'm just kind of looking at the uh, the equivalents and kind of making those numbers. And so that's how I'm going to do that. So you're still using all the same math, the same tables, everything works the same. So that when you're in this kind of combat, all that matters is you'll have your fighter and they'll be listed. They'll be like, uh, you know, John Carter, you know, uh, chainmail armor, armor class five, whatever it is, uh, you know, and sword. And then next to it, it'll say, you know, fights as uh, heavy foot, defends as heavy foot. And that's basically how you do it. Oh, I should also mention too, a couple, couple quick things, uh, just in case people have questions about this kind of combat. If you have a bonus, like for instance, um, a, a fighting man or a fighter at first level, a veteran, his dice are actually one plus one. So as far as the, like, using them to keep you alive, I wouldn't count the plus one as anything. But as far as the combat table goes, that plus one is added to one of the dice. Most people that, that I'm reading their blogs and stuff say to just add it to the last die to keep it uh, simple. Uh, I believe that Chainmail says you can add it to any of the dice. So, you know, however you want to play that. Be the same if you add Magic Sword. Add a Magic Sword that's plus one. One of the rolls gets a plus one. That's how that works. It's not to every roll. It's just to one roll. Um, and if you have ar- magic armor, it subtracts one. If you have plus one armor, it subtracts one from one roll. And that's basically how that works. So, you know, and, and we'll probably talk about that more as I tighten this up. I'll, I'm sure I'll come back to this when I actually have PDFs, if I can do that. And I'll put links to them and stuff if people are interested. Um, but I think that um, this system is the simplest. It's the one that you can play with just six-sided dice, which I think is really, really cool and simple, right? And it's also, again, gets the people in the mindset that mass combat can be done pretty simply. And when you do the things that you used to do in OD&D, like get castles and fight off larger groups, you'll already kind of have that in your in your bloodstream. It's not like, oh man, we have to fight 50 orcs, and I get one attack per round, and I have to roll a d20, oh, I killed an orc, I roll a d20, I killed an orc. Like, you just don't have to do that, right? You can very simply actually have mass combat and or individual combat. So, anyways, I don't feel like I'm selling it. I'm selling it. Buy this system now. Uh, So, I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. I mean, is this interesting or is it just completely weird? Am I going in, like, a bizarre direction? Is the simplicity of just rolling a d20 and hitting a target number uh, worth the the loss, I guess, of... um, 
some of these other things like being able to have mass combat simple and stuff like that or do you think it's just whatever it works the way it works i'd be curious to know in any case i will uh sign off and thank you for listening um and yeah until next time